Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to be reading the uh, readings for the 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year C of the Roman Catholic Church. So we're going to start out with the book of Sirach, chapter 35, verses 12 to 14 and 16 to 18. The Lord is a God of justice, who knows no favorites. Though not unduly partial toward the weak, yet he hears the cry of the oppressed. The Lord is not deaf to the wail of the orphan, nor to the widow when she pours out her complaint. The one who serves God willingly is heard. His petition reaches the heavens. The prayer of the lowly pierces the clouds. It does not rest until it reaches its goal, nor will it withdraw till the Most High responds judges justly and affirms the right, and the Lord will not delay. This is a beautiful reading. I just love that first line. The Lord is a God of justice who knows no favorites. Our God is in the business of justice. He's not in the business of robbing us or mistreating us or... um, you know, holding out on us for any reason. Like, he is a just God who is fair. He He's, he's just above anything else, above anything else. Um, and he's in the business of, of restoring us and giving us true life and, and the desires of our hearts. Um, what I love about this reading is that God does not abide by social norms. If we go back to, you know, ancient times when Jesus was living, the orphan and the widow were two of the most um, oppressed and marginalized people in society. Widows usually turned out to basically be beggars, homeless beggars, because uh, they were no able, they were no longer able to rely on their husband's income when he died. So it was quite common for orphans to be um, homeless in Jesus's time. And then same, you know, same thing for orphans. I mean, there were not, there were not a lot of orphanages. That idea was not really a thing, you know, in Jesus's time. So if you were an orphan or a widow, you were pretty much destined for a life of destitution and homelessness. And yet it's those two people that God is going to tend to according to this reading. Um, he hears the wail of the orphan and the widow and she pours out her complaint. Very graphic language to, to kind of let us feel that hurt that those two people are feeling when they are in their situation. And yet those are the first people that God responds to and that God hears and, and is going to um, reach down to, to them. 
And I love the power of prayer in this reading. It says the prayer of the lowly pierces the cloud and it does not rest until it reaches its goal. I mean, like prayer is like a rocket ship that just, just bursts through the sky. And it says our, our prayer will not withdraw till the most high responds. So it's not like when you pray, God forgets it or it kind of falls down on his to-do list or ends up in his trash bin or something like that. Um, your prayer is, is persistent and that's why we need to be persistent in prayer because, um, God, God sees that and he knows that and our, our prayers do not go unnoticed. The second reading this week is from the second book of Timothy. Chapter 4, verses 6 to 8, and verses 16 to 18. Beloved, I am already being poured out like a libation, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have competed well, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. From now on the crown of righteousness awaits me, which the Lord, the just judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all who have longed for his appearance. At my first defense, no one appeared on my behalf, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. But the Lord stood by me and gave me strength, so that through me the proclamation might be completed, and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil threat, and will bring me safe to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. So this is a reading from from Paul to Timothy, obviously. And Paul is very much aware at this point that um, he's close to death and that he's going to die um, through martyrdom. And so when he says, I'm already being poured out like a libation, I mean, he means like a bloody, you know, to pour out a libation, like a drink. Um, that's, he's recognizing that his blood is going to be poured out, um, in in that type of way. Um, but we see here that, that he's ready to die a good death. Um, and that he's very much at peace with, with, with his death because he recognizes that he's done, his mission on this earth, you know, think back to his conversion when, when Christ converts him by knocking him off his horse with his light, like that was his mission. He became an apostle and it was a very short time. I mean, in comparison to the time that all the other apostles were living this Christian lifestyle, this is really not a long time span for Paul, but he's totally fulfilled in his life because he's lived his life, not for himself. Um, but for Christ. And so he says he's ready to put on this crown, which obviously would be the crown of martyrdom. Um, in Eastern Catholic iconography, martyrs are, are often, um, pictured with crowns because that's the crown of martyrdom that's, that's given to those that are willing to die to, uh, for the faith. So he mentions that, uh, Everyone deserted him. So when he was with um, his companions, um, the footnotes say, 
um, Paul was abandoned by his friends in the province of Asia. Um, so during his mission, he's kind of left by himself because everyone else was scared of, you know, of being arrested, um, which is reasonable. I think if I were in that situation, I probably would have done the same thing. And it doesn't seem like Paul has any ill will towards them, but that was a very real thing that people that were on these missions together, you know, even though they had been through so much and really thought they were ready to, to do, you know, whatever God called them to, you know, kind of cop out when it comes time to like, okay, are you going to die for this or are you going to, are, are you not? And so, so that happened to Paul's companions. Um, and now he's the one that kind of has to take the blame for it. And, and I mean, literally take the, take the bullet, take, take the, his death for it. Um, but he, it, like you said, it doesn't, he doesn't hold any ill will against them. It said, may it not be held against them. So clearly they are, they are forgiven. Um, he says, I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will deliver me from every evil threat and will bring me safe to his heavenly kingdom. And I just think that's, that's a beautiful acceptance of, of death. And I pray that, you know, when, when it comes all of our, all of our times, we could be as ready as Paul seems to be, um, in this reading. The Gospel this week is from Luke chapter 18, verses 9 to 14. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. O God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. I love any reading that has to do with humility because I feel like it's just a constant, it's a constant reminder that I need. Um, because the times that I'm, that I get comfortable in my faith and in my personality are definitely the times that that I need to be uh, humbled the most. And and Christ is always the one that does it. If not through scripture, then through something else. Something else will happen in my life, and I'm like, okay, Jesus, you have humbled me. I am not all that and a bag of chips. Um, so Jesus is being very bold in this reading by just talking straight up about the hypocrisy of the Pharisees, which he does, you know, a lot, especially towards the end of his Gospels when they start getting very upset with him about his behavior 
um, and especially because he just calls them straight up hypocrites later on in scripture. Um, so for him to make the kind of the villain of this story a Pharisee would have been very, very scandalous. And to make the hero a tax collector even more scandalous because tax collectors were were often hated by um, by everyone, I mean, especially Pharisees, because they were known for kind of skimming, um, you know, they worked for the Roman Empire, and they would say, okay, your taxes are this much, even though they might have been um, less than that, so that they could skim some off the top. But there was really nothing that anyone could do about that, because they were, uh, like I said, working for the Roman Empire, and, you know, if you fight with the Roman Empire, then you could get crucified, or beheaded, or imprisoned, so... There's really nothing they could do about it. So the fact that Jesus makes the hero of this story a tax collector is wild. Um, and again, totally flips the social norms on their head and, and connects really, really nicely to the first reading because, again, the one that you would not expect to be the hero to get the answer that he was asking for is, in fact, the one that, that God um, has mercy on. And so um, I think it's really important to remember that, that Jesus isn't telling us to not be proud of our accomplishments. Like, clearly, this Pharisee is an, is an awesome person behavior-wise um, and does everything right and by the book. But that doesn't matter if it's not coming from a pure place in your heart. So if the intentions of the heart are not pure, then the actions don't matter. You know, God sees straight to our heart. He sees our intentions. And so um, just going through the motions is not the same as doing something with a genuine and true heart. And so the tax collector doesn't even try to list off his accomplishments. He doesn't. He's like, nope, I'm a, I'm a sinner. And I don't even feel worthy to, to look God in the eye. Um, and that's that's what moves the heart of the father is a humble heart and and someone who knows that they don't have it all together and that they're not perfect that is what is what makes yeah makes the heart of God just just pour out for us so um I love this I love all the readings this week were were just really fantastic um so I think my challenge for you this week would be um to reapproach the way that you that you come to prayer and to know that you know when you pray this week assume that God hears you a lot of times i think we pray and we just think we're talking to no one but as you pray this week be really intentional and and really treat it as a conversation because that's what prayer is it's not a monologue it has to be a dialogue so maybe try to get in the habit this week of when you pray, really do assume that God is listening and, and treat it like that conversation because that's that really is what it is. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Shower of Roses. 
and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash a shower of roses podcast. You can also check out a shower of roses podcast.com for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week.